Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, and welcome everyone to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the title of our podcast today is The Slave Master, story of serial killer John Edward Robinson. Uh, he was a serial killer who killed a bunch of people back in the 1990s. That's that killer research we keep hearing so much about. <laughs> Killed a bunch of people. Killed a bunch of people. Well, we'll get into it. It's the term serial killer. You know, the details I don't want to <laughs> Between give, 10 and 80. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> give it away too soon. Yeah. I want to keep people on the edge of their seat. Uh, but uh, this guy became known as the first internet serial killer. So he has that to, you know, brag about. Timmy's the Bob Ross of podcasting. Let's <laughs> <laughs> paint okay, the picture. You have not been introduced yet. <laughs> Uh, oh, you got the... You got and the, perhaps you never will. You got shut down this time. <laughs> you haven't been introduced either. Let me introduce uh, our panel, a very rude panel. We, but first, let me say we have a guest today. Um, we're always happy when uh, Casey can join us. Hello, Timmy. Uh, so welcome, Casey. Uh, how's it going? It is going. It's going well. We're glad you could uh, join us today. Yeah, uh, fit you into my schedule when I can. We appreciate that. Anything new going on with you? No, no. <laughs> you got to come up not. with something. I mean, well, I, it's kind of top secret, so I didn't really want to bring it up. But you know how you know there's been all this stuff about the Russians out there hacking the election and all that. I'm here to, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to come in today. It was not the Russians. It was not Donald Trump. And to put it all to bed, it was me and the Swiss. You were you in the Swiss for spying. Us in the Swiss. Were you doing it through microwaves? We were. We've been yodeling back and forth, and we took. Uh, we went ahead, and so so the, all the, the news can move on from the Russians. Yeah, they, so well, all, they are. All the media can move on from the Russians. So if it weren't for you and the Swiss, Hillary would be president. We took care of that. Okay. Yeah. 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 But that's why I've been so busy, Tim. Okay. Been able to come well, in. we're glad you could, took you know took time from your espionage to come on in and join us. <laughs> no problem. Um, let me introduce your um, mean sister, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil. I didn't say you were lovely. You're very lovely and talented. Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil, the Mistress of Macabre, Pill Poppin', and Penis Lovin', and Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? Well, I was all right till a minute ago, Timmy, when you started getting shitty and snippy. Yeah. I was not snippy let me tell you nor something. shitty. 
We enjoyed your interview with Jeremy. It's wonderful. If you thank get, you, if but you we would like to retort. This, we do want to retort. <laughs> no, there's no rebuttal. We have, to this. Well, oh, first of all, rebuttal. explain. We have as a re- interview on. Uh, I didn't get a chance to explain. Um, podcast we listen to. Podcast. Okay, go ahead. Yes, and it was very good. Thank you. But I feel like Chuck and I should have our day. Well, you talked to Jeremy to, about that. Well, I did. I did. I voiced my concern that. Yeah, he's busy. It was he's a busy man. Well, Evidently, he didn't give a shit. No, that's not true. <laughs> I just put it out there. But Chuck and I, and Chuck feels this way too, that, you know, we were disparaged. You were not. I said very I nice know, thing about I don't things think the about whole you guys. The story has been told. Well, I think he I think he's I think looking he at the glossed over a lot of he things. He glossed over a lot of stuff I like his very, tyrannical behavior and yeah, wanting to re- I said yeah. very nice things wanting about you guys. Wanting to replace us with monkeys. <laughs> yeah, but I was very complimentary to you guys. Yeah, and I, uh, I we do it. want to thank Jeremy because it was a very nice gesture on him to have us on the podcast. So he uses uh, the word us. Evidently it was just him. It was just him. Yeah, yeah it was uh, just me, but you know, they wanted the they wanted the most articulate person on the podcast. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so and they then, brought and then since we weren't the available. Oh, you guys, I was very nice to you. I did not say anything about replacing you with monkeys on the podcast. I said that you were You the, said my 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 accent was hokey. Well <laughs> come on. Imagine. Imagine that. I said that. Because you never heard I had that very you nice like things to say to you guys. And it was very nice to Jamie, Jeremy to uh, invite us on the show. and That was very nice. Yes. Uh, but um, so that's all that's going on with you. You just want to complain. Is that basically it? <laughs> really? Par for the course. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no. And I've had a sick kid with strep and a sick husband. You know what? So. My throat's been kind of sore. Y'all want to hear your shit. Shut up. Okay, Colonel. Thank you for um, your compassion. No, that's you get stolen. none. That's harsh. You're not here yet. That's, little, that's little part of it. Maybe when you're here, you'll get compassion. Not Let me introduce be. the yeah. most dangerous man in podcasting today, the moral compass of our podcast, a man nope. who has uh, been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. Never. The very honorable <laughs> Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing wonderful today, Timmy, and, and, I'm, and I, was happy, I was happy with one thing, that uh, Jeremy recognized how integral Rudy the Wonder Dog was to our podcast. Yes. Even I Rudy mean, got a shout out. You mean integral? Huh? You mean integral? Integral. Yeah. yeah. Integral. Yeah. Integral. Okay. What I love is when he says hawk. Hawk. That's what it is. <laughs> Every time. I, you don't like that he's the, uh, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman? Just hawk. Hawk. Everyone calls him that. No, nobody does I think except we need, for you. I think we need to add to his title. Just keep adding to it. <laughs> it's, it's already pretty long. It yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it takes a while right now. Yeah. Well, never mind the fact that all of his titles are self-proclaimed. So, I mean. I have certificates. I'm an, inter- I'm an internet colonel. I'm an internet reverend. You're not an internet colonel. Mm-hmm. You are an internet reverend because so am I'm I. I'm about to become an internet baron. You did not buy those things. It only costs $12 from one of the countries. I know. Which is pretty awesome. I'm getting a title for myself. I've been you going, have to wear a cape then. And I've been going back and forth in my email with a Nigerian prince. Oh, look at there. <laughs> yeah. You're damn near royalty in Nigeria. Is he looking for your bank information? <laughs> well, yeah. he's got a bunch of money he's trying to get over to the United States, and he's going to give me a cut. Yeah, That um, sounds like a good deal. Yeah, all I got to do is send him $2,000. You know what uh, you should do? 
you should deal with him about the same time you make your hotel reservations for CrimeCon. Yeah, have you made your hotel? I think I did. No. Have you made your I hotel? I think I did. You either did or you didn't. Well, Renee called me to the computer and said, what about this? God. And I said, okay. So I think she made it. Oh, is it at, is that you the same hotel? Hmm? Is it the same hotel as ours? Are you at the Westin? Yes. I think it's at the Westin. Okay. Okay, so for all of our listeners, we're going to be at CrimeCon. In case you didn't know. We're going to be at the CrimeCon. We're not sure about Chuck. Brandy and I will be at CrimeCon yeah. for sure. Well, no, he'll be there. He'll just be camping out outside. <laughs> he'll be in the in parking a, garage. Sleeping in his car. I'm going to have a tiny house. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Let me give that. I don't know. She, she, Renee does not let me make travel plans. Because she has all the money. Yeah. No, she says that I don't know how to use. Like, Renee will use. I'm over 50. We're in AAA. I work for the government. There's like 38 kinds of discounts you can get. That's true. And Renee runs this through. Uh, when she makes a reservation, she runs her algorithm mm -hmm. to see what is best. And uh, so I never really know what she's doing. Do you get the AARP discount? I I know she's got a bag that says AARP, and I know when I go to the St. Vincent de Paul in the thrift store, I show them my ID and I get 25% off. Because your AARP card? Hmm? Get 25% off your $2 pants? Yes. I don't, uh, dude, it's 25% off. Do you get the senior Coke at McDonald's? <laughs> Do they have that? Yes. <laughs> Our dad gets it. Write that down. Yeah, senior Coke. How old you got to be? I a senior. What's that? You're there, buddy. You're there. there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you're there. I mean, he gets a. But see, what our dad does is he gets the senior Coke, which is like I don't know. This it's a big. shot glass. Yeah, <laughs> and it just then, keeps refilling it. No, he just keeps adding ice to it. Yeah, it's kind of gross. It's really. gross. I think Wendy's they give you like one of those miniature frosties if you're over yeah. fifty. He won't go to Wendy's. They put too much ice in it to him, in, for his opinion. Oh, and now they got our dad's the, quirky. He's got, a freak show. Well, now yeah. they, you know, they got those self-serve troughs. Oh. I don't like those at all. Self-serve for the frosties? You know, no, no, for the for the. Oh, you talking about they have the, the um, freestyle, the yeah. freestyle machines? Oh, yeah. I, I love, love those things. I like uh, to get see, like thirty-eight different flavors. Uh, it's too much. I'm yeah. with Tim. I don't like it. I'm with Tim. You just don't like innovation or I choices. choices. I don't like. I don't like choices. I'm anti-choice. Yeah. All right, let's uh, give some shout-outs to the folks who support us on Patreon. We're very grateful for our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs. There you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee tiny bit, Timmy. Everything is uh, greatly appreciated. It helps keep us on the air, and we are very grateful for your contributions. So, with that said, I'd like to thank Cindy Lou. Um, Lydia and her sister Ruth, Jeff and his lovely wife Don, uh, Andrew Hap, uh, of course our uh, longtime supporter uh, supporters Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Bridget Clavey, Jason Dykes, Brandy McBride, uh, Kimberly Chabron, Elise, Cheryl Weldon, who I think I missed last time. Cheryl, I do apologize. Uh, Scotty J with the Killers, Colts, and Nut Jobs podcast. Got it. Yeah, I got it right. TJ Young, um, Phyllis Munson, Mandy Swanson. Mm, uh, Melissa Montoya, Jennifer Rasnick, uh, Allie and Charlie from the Insight podcast, Jahara, 
Amber Scoville, Leslie Hagar, Lise, Annette Petray, uh, Heather Poole, who said that um, she was the one who actually, in the interview, I, I, credited, uh, uh, I credited Michael Bursall with um, calling this the punk rock uh, podcasting, and Heather said it was actually, she coined that. So, so shout out to both of you. Thank you, Heather. Um, Amber Trevino, Diane Student from the History Goes Bump uh, podcast, Tyrone, uh, Jennifer Siemens, of course, and her mother, Linda. Joe Hopkins, who uh, we're excited. He has a new podcast coming out this Sunday on uh, March the 19th. It's called Now American History. Uh, so check it out. It's going to be available on iTunes. And Brittany, Brittany Martin, thank you all very much for supporting the podcast, as well as Rudy the Wonder Dog. If for some reason I missed you during this um Please let me know. I'm sorry if I did, uh, but we'll get you, we'll make it up to you next time. I said Bridget Clavey, right? Or did I? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you, Bridget. Thank you all who support us on Patreon. Again, if you'd like to support us, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. Okay, so we're going to talk about this freak show known as the Slave Master. This guy, John Edward Robinson, was into BDSM brandy. No, no judgment. Well, he was really into it. He took it to a whole new level. Well, uh, I think we got some listeners that could probably beat him into That it. can relate, you think? There's a couple in this room. Did it take him <laughs> to a different level, yeah. Yeah, he was... Um, to whom are you referring, smartass? Left and right of me. <laughs> he, um, this uh, John Edward Robinson, he was convicted in, in 2003 of killing three women, although it's believed that he killed more. But anyway, let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Robinson. John Edward Robinson was born on December 27th, 1943, Colonel. December 27th. Oh, oh, the mama was all miserable and rolling. She like waddling around like a weeble on Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, mom, Mrs. Was, Robinson? She was, she was, <laughs> she was, she was <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. She yeah. was pregnant during the holidays. Yeah. Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, December 27, 1943, in Cicero, Illinois, Colonel. No, that's where Al Capone come from. Yeah, it was a rough, that's a rough that's a, neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He was the third of five children born to an alcoholic father and a disciplinarian mother. In 1957, at the age of 13, oh, he, he was kind of a dedicated young man. He became an Eagle Scout, which is that's not that's not hard. I mean, easy to do. Become an Eagle Scout. You got to like tie knots, all kind of shit. You have to be prepared. Yeah. Well, the tying of knots <laughs> will come in handy later on for the guy. Yeah. He was said to be an elite future leader. Uh, when he became an Eagle Scout, he became overly pompous demanding that his parents and siblings salute him when he walked into the room. That sounds reasonable. I think it's totally reasonable. Yeah, totally and, reasonable. It, well, he's got the sash. He's got all the badges. He, well, he worked hard for that title. Yeah. Is he a Weeblo? Do we decide that? Huh? Is he a Weeblo? I don't know. Because he, he works hard scout. for that title. Huh? Is he, he a Eagle scout? scout? Yeah. How, how come nobody salutes the colonel when he comes into the I room? do salute you when you come in. No, not giving that me the finger is not salute. Whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. As an Eagle Scout, he traveled to London, that's in England, Brandy, to sing for the Queen of England, 
she's the ruler of yeah the she's world. kind of and the, is that in the, the figurehead wait a the monarch they did, have a monarch did he, to her, did he sing to her in the 200 year old english language <laughs> yeah the queen's uh, original queen, language yeah. afterwards well. <laughs> afterwards backstage <laughs> this is kind of impressive afterwards backstage he received <laughs> he received a kiss from Judy Garland, you know, from Well, there you go. Ooh. Yes, from Wizard of Oz. But he became upset. <laughs> Every drag queen's dream. He became upset when the Hollywood starlet would refuse to salute him. <laughs> well, the bitch was getting She's a little too big for her britches. Again, sounds reasonable. Uppity. This guy, I mean, I mean it, it is impressive to be an Eagle Scout cuz that's, you know, that's, that's a lot of work and you to, but come on. Judy Garland's not going to salute you. Well, no. She should have. She has one. Yeah, maybe her daughter. Bitch wears one pair of ruby slippers and all of a sudden thinks she's better than everybody else. I Liza Minnelli, I could see. I will tell you this, Timmy. Interesting thing. No, it's probably not at all. I know. I know. I know the family that has. uh, Well, they don't have. The only honorary Eagle Scout ever awarded by the Boy Scouts. Of course you do. Yeah, he no, he lived on a street. He was about to get his Eagle Scout papers. He was a, a kid that Did he die? Yeah, he he was Of course uh, he did. He committed suicide. He was Because uh, he lived on your street? This kid was fifteen he was sixteen years old graduating from high school. I mean he was this yeah. brilliant. He was this brilliant kid. And I think I nobody knows why he did what he did, but um but the he was the only person the Eagles have or the Boy Scouts have ever given an honorary or the Eagle Eagles. Scout to. Okay, uh, well, so. Colonel, that's uh, that was an uplifting story. <laughs> <laughs> Way to keep it light, Dick. Well, this guy was an overachiever, obviously, but uh, you know that? he went on to become a serial killer. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, he he's probably not in the Eagle Scout Hall of Fame. I wouldn't think. <laughs> I would not think so. No. Um, do they have one of those? Yeah, I'm sure they do somewhere. He told his act the he told uh, an, the actress he also met an act another actress named Gracie Fields at the at backstage of this event for the Queen. It was a big deal. I mean, you got Judy Garland, you got Gracie Fields, and you got an Eagle Scout. I mean, did Gracie Fields salute him? I mean, fuck uh, the <laughs> Queen. Bitch. She's got. I bet the Queen did the Queen salute. The queen That's salute. what I no, I don't Respect think. Respect my authority. <laughs> I don't think the green, uh, Queen saluted him, but. I mean, she'd get all kind of cool entertainment. Remember, because you remember Queen Victoria, she had Tom Thumb who went. And, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I bet if all, you're queen, you can have just about oh, anybody um, come and see yeah. you. I'd have a jester. I don't think I'd have an Eagle Scout, though. You'd have a court jester? I'd have a court jester. With the I'd little have, hat? And I would have a tiger. I'd have a tiger on a chain. All right. Like the guy in Walking Dead? Yeah. Huh. Something like that. Anyway, he told this she actress would. he met in back backstage that he planned to uh, study for the priesthood, and um, kind of went the other way with that one, didn't he? Yeah, well, you know, He'd go big or go home. He uh, actually went to the seminary, uh, Quigley Cemetery or Seminary in Chicago, Colonel. You know, are you Quigley's? Yeah, the. Quickly down under in Chicago? Yeah, it's a seminary. Are you familiar with uh, that? It's right off of Clark Street. All right. You're lying through your fucking teeth. <laughs> an honor. Um, an honor he felt he... Um, anyway, last Everything year... Everything in Chicago is off of Clark Street. <laughs> Just say it's off According of to you. Yeah. It's right off the loop. Right off the loop, yeah. The, later that year, he enrolled in a seminary in Chicago at a private boys' school uh, for aspiring priests. 
But he dropped out after one year uh, when the priest Excessive and masturbation. No, when the priest, other priests, and other students refused to salute. When he's really well, he is he is needing some validation. He's worked hard for this shit. We're gonna salute him. Well, he he obviously felt that he was due some respect. And Clearly, all right. Punk ass. An honor he felt some entitled to for be, as yeah. being an Eagle, Eagle Scout. I didn't know you saluted Eagle Scout. Is that a thing? No, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Evidently. Yeah, for that guy it was. In 1961, he enrolled at the Morton Junior College in Cicero to become a medical x-ray technician. Did they he should have went there? to military school. They would have saluted, saluted the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of saluting, but, um, you know. Did they salute him at Morton Technical College? I don't think so. MTC? He he trained to become a medical x-ray technician. Um, With his continuing delusions of grandeur, he was determined to become a basketball team. He was uh, determined to become a doctor, but he dropped out after two (laughs) years. Wait a minute. He's going to to junior college to become a doctor. He's got to start somewhere. You you start in college. They don't salute (laughs) doctors either unless unless they're in the military. Uh, in 1964, he moved to Kansas City, and he married a woman named Nancy Jo Lynch. Kansas she saluted, City, here I come. Who bore him his first child by the name of John Jr. in 1965. Motherfucker better salute him. The and, fruit of his loins. And then they had, uh, and then they had That's twins, right. Colonel. It's oh. quite interesting. Oh, who twins. else do we know that has twins? Hmm. Christopher and Christine were born in 1971. Chris Colonel and Chris. Twins. Mm-hmm. Chris and Chris. Yes. Yeah. They probably saluted him. Probably. Better have. My kids salute me. Um, yeah, the same way I do. John Edward <laughs> Robinson was known Hello, to be Colonel. was known to be unfaithful to his wife. He's a player. He Bastard. went out to bars while Nancy cared for the babies, and he had many girlfriends at one time. I can see him like in his Eagle Scout uniform. Oh yeah, that's a panty dropper. Trying to pick up people. That's a panty dropper. All those badges. Hell yeah. I think my husband does that. Was he an Eagle Scout? I don't know. But I can see him buying one from the thrift store. I don't don't think he was going out. (laughs) Going out and hey ladies. With his suspenders (laughs) on. With his suspenders on. Hello ladies. Yeah. I can tie 47 different types of knots. He probably can fi- tie 47 different types of knots, though. Doesn't need to be Eagle Scout for that a, shit. That is a panty dropper. Oh, yeah. Well, why do you think I married him? That is a panty dropper. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. You you married up. You really I, did. You, you get on our page and say, I know, our, our Facebook page and say, I know we, how to tie 47 times, kinds Jesus of knots. Jesus Christ. And you are going to get more private messages than you can handle. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Or... Or why, do you, why do you think Tim started this? No. Yeah. <laughs> or get on there and go, you know, every once in a while, I just like to choke a girl while we're having yeah. sex. Yeah. yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. Is that a weird thing? <laughs> then, you get else? Else? then you get on in. Then you get on in. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, my line is that I've I'm got a, I got a pension. I don't have long to live. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. And so we're going to let you finish. But let me, let me tell you what dipshit over here told me earlier. He doesn't. He hasn't bought a book of stamps since he was 32 years old, because that's a lot of commitment, and he's not sure how, if he's going to live to use why, why? all the stamps. I buy him one at a time but, as needed. But wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Because he says, I think I need a pair of glasses. But that's a lot of commitment. I might die before I need it. How do you know? No, he's how do you remember the last down. time you bought the well, I'm, 50, I'm 56 years old. I mean, you know, I don't even I know, like you I, I make sure my bananas are right. <laughs> do you buy those one at a time instead of like four? Motherfucker, don't buy bananas at all. Don't kid yourself. I'm just saying that, you know, you get, there's no sense wasting money. Waste one, one, one. Exactly. I, the last thing I want is to fall over dead with a stroke and have a, and book, have a, of book, stamps. And have a book of stamps I'll never or use. Or a full refrigerator. Like, like or a, a banana. Like a whole gallon of milk yeah. in a refrigerator. <laughs> Waste not wanting them. All right. So. Well, it's a lot of hassle. Somebody's going to have to clean all that mess well, up. Yeah, they well, got to bring in the cleaner. Yeah. We're going to. We're gonna go into Tim's apartment. There's gonna be like ain't gonna be a little, damn thing there. No, yeah, little, I live sparse. Wait a minute, wait a minute, naked light bulb <laughs> and his computer, a chair, and, of, and one and of those lotion. one of those tiny vodka. Oh, bottles. lots of lotion. I bet he can commit to the lotion. He's good with committing to the lotion. Well, he only buys the the travel size. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I'm just saying that, you know, it's a short time now. Will not buy fucking glasses because that's too short much of a commitment. Short time. All right. Anyway, back to so, you. So, I mean, so he's making his time shorter because the motherfucker's going to wander into traffic because he can't see. Which he's already done before. Right. He's already done. He's Edward. the only person I know who hit a car while crossing the a street. A moving car. A moving car. Yeah. No damage was done. All was done. Head down, feet scooting. But didn't his head get hit by the rear view mirror? Yeah, side mirror. Yeah, side mirror. It was no fun. I can tell you that. And it's like it's like it's like twelve degrees out, and this fucking guy is like, oh my god. I'm gonna, let me let me call nine one one, and I'm like. No, I'm not gonna wait here. It's 12 degrees. I'm, That's so a I, lot of commitment for you to call 911. It might take so us 20 minutes so to get here. Waiting on that shit. So he he drives me to the hospital. And all, all the way he's driving me to the hospital, he's saying, "If you die, I'll never drive again." And I'm like, "Take it easy, buddy." So I'm feeling better. <laughs> so, then, so then Timmy walks into the hospital. Step drag. Step drag. Stumble drool. Yeah. Jeez. Step drag. Stumble drool. Exactly. No, I just. No, I, wait a minute. He I doesn't just, step. He shuffles. I had right. just watched uh, the movie Ghost like the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and like when I hit the ground and I jumped up real quick, you know, I thought, I'm sure I'm going to look down and either. <laughs> I'm going to see me, or what's his name? What is his I name? Just, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. I knew we're not going to see Patrick Swayze. <laughs> the visual of his I'm head. like, every conversation I'm going to have from now on, it's going to be through Whoopi Goldberg. Because <laughs> the, visual of his, <laughs> the visual of his head hitting the side, the no. side mirror. First yeah. of all, how quick did he jump up? Oh, I was Come quick, on. dude. I jumped up because I was afraid. Like a, like a puma. <laughs> and it was like it was like 6.30 in the morning, too. So, Because it's Central Park. Quickly, see, there's a lot of traffic. So I was Dude, lucky I didn't get hit. You need to reflectors on your head. Mm. Never going to do that again. <laughs> that's scary shit. Nope, tried it once, not doing it again. Yeah, that's sc- it that's again. pretty scary shit when you get hit by a car. <laughs> no, or you, when hit you hit a car. car. <laughs> Whatever. 
It's a decided <laughs> split hair. That's a difference without distinction. <laughs> tomato, tomato. That was, it, was not, split hairs. it was not a lot of fun, I'll tell you that. I had a headache. <laughs> you had a headache? Yeah. Did you I didn't go to work that day. <laughs> Did you? No, I went back home. All right, Did back you to... walk? Nah, back no, to the, the bus dro- stop. Wait a minute, did the guy drop you off at home? Yeah, and then, that, like, uh, his his insurance company, I, I said, buddy, I, you know, whatever, I'm not going to sue you. I'm not going to, you know, just, I'm just... I just want to go home. Yeah, but his insurance company kept bugging the shit out of me for, like, they wanted me, they wanted, they called and asked me if I was going to file a claim, and I said, no, I'm going to drop it. And they would call me, like, every other week, and then I'm like, if you keep calling me, yes, I'm going to file a claim. And then they said, you're, so you're not going to file a claim? I said, no. And they said, can we record you saying that? And I said, fuck now, and hung up on him. <laughs> I never neck, filed one, but, you know, I got My neck hurts from answering the phone so damn much. Yeah, it pissed me off. And not, not how are you doing or, you know. You know, like, they'll write you a check for, like, $2,000. Oh, yeah, I could have got some out of it, but it was. That's a big commitment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting a, on that check. Yeah, that's well, a big the commitment. check's got to clear. It's dude, dude, and then one time he's got to take Dude, then I was on a bus one time, the bus hits a telephone pole. And the telephone pole falls down on top of the bus and hits my head that <laughs> the roof caves in. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know what happened. And then, like, the police what do you mean? come. I didn't know what happened. I, I didn't know. I, it was snowing, so I didn't get out of the bus. <laughs> what the fuck's that matter? You I didn't get out of the bus. It was cold. No, no, no. It's cold out. I didn't know what. I just knew that the roof had caved in. So, partly. And then the police came, and they took a statement and all Jesus that. Christ. And I, they were like, do you want us to take a hospital? I said, no, I just want to go home. So, like, on the next week, I'm on the bus, and there's a different bus driver. And I said, yeah, I was in that bus last week. They had the accident. And she said, oh, the one the telephone pole fell on. <laughs> I didn't even know. You really have to be more careful. I, I was just sitting Should we there. just rip the script up, and let's talk about Tim? I'm no, like, no. I don't think I want to drive with you to Indy, oh. too, man. No, I got to take his ass. <laughs> Bad things happen. All right, back to the story. Back to Edward, John <laughs> Edward Ross. You know, that's one of the, we should write a book about your life. When, Tim's going to take uh, a greyhound. When bad, Timmy, Timmy when, Tails. When bad things happen to horrible people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Timmy Tails. Timmy Tails, yeah. All right, back to John, uh, John Edward Robinson. So he, he was unfaithful to his wife. He went out to bars. Well, he left his wife home, caring for the baby. Pimping ain't easy. He got his first job as an x-ray technician, even though he did not finish his training at school. He was hired by Children's Mercy uh, and General Hospital in Chicago. Who clearly have no standards. Yeah. He displayed fake diplomas and fake school. recommendation oh. letters. Well, who oh. hasn't done that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. How do you think I got hired here? I don't know. He told them that he needed a night job while he was in medical school to become a doctor, but he wasn't because he dropped out of junior college. This was his first fraud. He was first, uh, he was fired after they figured out that he really didn't know what he was doing. There you go. <laughs> but Ro- yet, Brandy still has a job. I know. Motherfucker, please. <laughs> Robinson was arrested for his first time in Kansas City in 1969 after embezzling $33,000 from a medical practice of Dr. Wallace Graham, where he worked as an x-ray technician, a job he attained using forged credentials. Now, see, it he seems to me like he knows he, he was sentenced doing. to three years probation. That was back in 1969. To so, me, it seems like he's... Uh, uh, pretty competent if he can steal $33,000 I'm, I'm wondering if he was really an Eagle Scout at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Because you get the respect and the I'm salute. not saluting a motherfucker. I'm going to need to see some paperwork. <laughs> exactly. It's like a notary on it. Yes. All right. Casey's going to tell us what happens next. <clears throat> so in, the, in addition to stealing from the practice, Robinson uh, engaged in sexual encounters with office staff and mm. patients. Mm. Is that inappropriate? No. Not okay. if they're, not not nowadays. Nowadays. Not if they're attractive. Not if they're attractive. Mm. Right. Only the ugly ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do they have to be conscious? I don't because think so. I think they put him out for some of this stuff. I probably. Uh, he bragged to Dr. Graham's 15-year-old son about his double life and his sexual liaison. See, don't go bragging. Mm-mm. Not to a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to see the pussy I get around here. <laughs> I know. Uh, he told, Stick with me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> he told Dr. Graham's son that he liked to go to the club, that male transvestites frequently, uh, that he... Visited male transvestites frequently and raped. Oh, them. is that wrong? <laughs> Maybe just a little, just well, a wee bit. Not only did he visit them, just a wee bit, Timmy. Not only did he visit them, he raped them. Well, that's wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that you can call when you go to somebody's house to rape them a visit. Probably not. <laughs> like a visit is when you bring cookies, right? They socialize. They serve a beverage. Yeah. As soon as it turns rapey, that visit that, is over. It's yeah. no longer a yeah. visit. It's but an, did they call no? Did they transvestite call no rapesies? Well, aren't are they saying, obligated to call no rapesies in their own home? I think he's got a point. Tim's got a point. No, in, in your own home. Wall. I don't think you have to in your own home. No rapesies applies all the time. No, no rapesies is understood if you're in your own home. Yeah, okay. It's like dibs. Right. It's, it's like my, dibs. It's my Shotgun. house. I don't have to call dibs in my we, own house. We, on yeah. this podcast, are opposed to rape in any circumstances. It's on our platform. Yeah, part of our platform. Um, so I see. In 1969, Robinson, and he kind of went opposite of you here, Tim, uh, he was arrested for stealing 6,200 stamps from a mobile oil company. <laughs> Well, the fucker okay. was living forever, and he was gonna mail lots of letters. Well, fucking, you're never gonna die. <laughs> Jesus, you're mortal, motherfucker. <laughs> He's got. You know what? Sixty-two hundred stamps. That almost covers as many Christmas cards as my wife sends out. <laughs> uh, he made a deal with the court to pay restitution, and the charges dropped to a misdemeanor. That's a lot of fucking restitution. Sixty-two hundred. But they're probably only five cents a piece. Yeah, but still, it's still, still some cash. Yeah. In 1970, well, he embezzled $33,000, I guess. He so had he's it. good. <laughs> yeah. In 1970, Robinson violated probation by moving back to Chicago without his probation officer's permission and took a job as an insurance salesman at R.B. R. Jones Company. <coughs> well, I need to go cancel my policy. Yeah. Is that who yours is through? <laughs> Unfortunately. R.B. <laughs> In 1971, he was arrested once again for embezzlement at that firm and ordered back to Kansas City where he, uh, where his probation was extended. In 1971, Robertson decided to start his own medical consulting business called yes. Professional Services Association. One year later, a federal grand jury in Missouri returned a four-count indictment for securities fraud, mail fraud, and falsely misre- misrepresenting his company, PSA. How, much, how many stamps did 62,000, so I don't know how there's mail. No, 6,200. 6,200, 6, sorry. 6,200. 6,2200. Uh, Robertson pleaded no contest to the charges of interstate securities fraud and was fined $2,500 and furthered his probation 
by three more years. You know what? At some point, quit fucking extending probation to these right. Yeah, bitches. you need to do like, something. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of cases we see, they keep giving these guys <coughs> more and more ridiculous. chances. But if one of us did that, oh. we'd we'd and be I, in jail for. If I did, and I would, know I'd be doing hard time. If, if I stole sixty-two hundred stamps, they'd throw me in maximum security. And I wouldn't yeah. last five minutes before I got. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to run the you risk. You are kind of, of pretty. Oh, I'd get it. I'm yeah. not going to run the risk yeah. of anal rape for. 6,200 stamps. Well, he was. I you, know. You I'm won't risk crossing the street for I mean, <laughs> five stamps, from I, what I, I understand. I, I just, you know, I don't know. He'll risk it. To me, he just going won't to, make it. To me, going to prison would be like the worst fucking thing that could happen. I'd rather well, yeah. not the worst And that's thing. what would happen. But see, that's what would happen to us. This guy's going to get probation forever until oh, yeah, he starts, you know. Because he's a dick and they don't want to deal with because him. Because he's, you know, until he turns into a serial killer. Okay, it would have been. Well, I wonder if they were fucking saluting him when he was in. In today's oh. dollars, Timmy. What kind of salute? Yeah. In today's dollars, he stole. Now, in those days, 1969, it was $720 worth of stamps, but today it would be $4,700. Yeah, it was a piece of change. Yeah. That's a lot of letters from prison. That was before email. So it was. uh, (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) Thank you. It was at about this time uh, that he uh, cultivated and maintained the outward appearance of a personable, community minded citizen and family man. Gacy. Much be, like Casey. He became a Casey. scout master. Casey, too. Well, yeah, him, too. He's a scout master. A baseball oh. coach mm-hmm. and a Sunday school teacher. All right. I have, I have been all those things, believe it or not. I, I don't. I do not, yeah. I have been a scout master, a baseball coach, and a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> Get you That's some. Impressive. Yeah. How about you, have you Devil? Were Mike, you a serial Devil? killer as hey, well? Mic drop. There you go. There you go. In 1977, he talked his way onto the board of directors of a local charitable organization and forged a series of letters from its executive uh, director to the mayor of Kansas City. Chuck did that as well. I have forged a number of letters in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) And from the mayor to other civic leaders, commending his generous volunteer efforts and generally singing his praises. So he's writing his own letters of recommendation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His first act on the board was to order stationery for the group, which he forged a letter from the executive director to the mayor. He ordered stationery? Yeah. This gotta put, take, gotta put the stamps this, on something. This is getting really wordy, but he ended up winning the Man of the Year for this civic organization. Did Casey just blah, blah, blah to me? I did. I went yada, yada, yada. Wait a minute. That's okay, because what the, the point is in this one is pretty funny. He created. He he convinced him to create this award, Man of the Year at award. the Civic Organization. And then he won it. And then he won it himself. Well, sure. Well, clearly. Did that get him another salute? Oh, I'm nah. sure it did. But you, he's Bob Ross. You have to. He's painting a yeah, picture. Yeah, Casey, I, you're leaving out the flowers. I yada yada. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> how did how does Casey get by? He's a guest. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's a guest. He doesn't know the rules. He's a guest. Uh, he could be a permanent member of this podcast. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs> in 1979, Robinson finally completed probation, but by the night, but by 1980, Jeez. was under arrest again on multiple charges, including embezzlement, check forgery, for which he served 60 days in jail in 1982. 
Okay, so he's a dick, and he's creating all the, you know, he's doing all this. He's pet, the dick. You just. These petty crimes and shit, but he's nothing at this point that he's violent. Right. He formed a bogus, uh, after jail, he formed a bogus hydroponics business and swindled a friend out of $25,000 who had hoped to receive a fast investment return to pay for his dying wife's health care. Oh, well. So yeah. she died. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Too bad. I bet she didn't have 6,200 no stamps. stamps. <laughs> she didn't need them. At this, this was the time when he began, uh, reportedly began sexually propositioning many of his neighbor's wives. There you go. <laughs> triggering a fist fight with one of the husbands. Have we seen a picture of this guy? Is he a player? Nah. Oh. I mean, I've seen a picture of him, but he's not. Go ahead and I'll bring one up for you. In 1983, Robertson also joined a secret BDSM cult. Called mm. the International Council of Masters. Oh, now, is this a real one? Yeah. Them, is this a real one, or is this shit he made up? Or you've never heard of them, have you? No. So they must not be. Real. I have no. Uh, it's an internet group case. Well, that's what I figured. If anybody's yeah. going to know it, <laughs> it's Timmy. It's this guy. Timmy got the black leather and the ball uh, guy. It's not true at all. He became the gift mask. He became its wrist bracelets. He became its quote unquote slave tail. master. Oh, slave he became, master. He became slave master. Which uh, whose duties well, you fucking salute him? I, I bet that <laughs> shit now. Yeah. I bet this bitch is saluting. I bet they do, or he cracks yeah. a whip. His duties included yeah. luring victims to gatherings to be tortured and raped by the cult members. So, luring victims. So, Hold on. So now he's getting freaky. <laughs> no. how, how do you? This Holy is a picture shit. of it. How do you look? That's uh, an old picture. You yeah, this is uh, this that is Bob like from the BDSM club. I'm the master. We're having a gathering. We're, we're yeah. having cookies and and you know. And you get a free toaster if you. Yeah, come. yeah. We, we would like you to visit. Yeah. <laughs> In 1984, having started two more fraudulent shell companies. Um, what Equ- happened? Equa Plus and Equa Two were the two company names. So he's creative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Around this time, Robertson's rent uh, rents a duplex in the name of his company, Equa2, and turns it into a brothel. Yes. Nice. See, yes. that's, that's entrepreneurial. That entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah, nothing wrong with that. I think he should get a tax break. He hires Linda Stevens-Jones to run it and finds other girls to join. The brothel specialized in rough S&M. Uh, Robertson at this time also became... The leading that leading member of a secret S and M cult called the International Council of Masters. Oh, is that's that, not secret. Is well, it, it's international. It's the same one, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's international. Worldwide. Worldwide. He really wanted that salute. Yeah. He's working hard for it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> he don't give up. Uh, da, 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 da. Robinson also hired Paul Godfrey, nineteen, uh, to work as a sales representative. And or the brothel? It doesn't say if that sales representative is for one no, of the big companies. It, yeah, it was a the, sham company. That, yeah. yeah. Godfrey told friends and family that Robinson was sending her away for training. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, it, and it's Paul. And it's, and it's Paula Godfrey. I'm sorry, not Paul. And I see, I got to go to training. Here's a picture of him as a Boy Scout. As a Ute? Chunky oh, no. Mud. Ah! Look like Pudgley. Chunky <laughs> A little bit. Um, so she went away for sales training after not hearing uh, anything further from her. Godfrey's parents filed a missing person. I don't see Judy Garland saluting this guy. 
Police questioned Robinson, who denied any knowledge of her whereabouts. Several days later, they received a typewritten letter from Godfrey's signature at the bottom of a document stating that she was thankful for Robinson's help, that she was okay, and that she did not want to see her family. Yeah, Brandy, if I ever disappear and you get a typewritten letter from me, you know something's up. The investigation at that point was terminated as Gottfried was of legal age and there was no evidence of wrongdoing. And plus they got a letter. No trace of Paula Gottfried has ever been found. That letter's not shady at all. <laughs> no. no. Nah, I Sign me. And I wouldn't <laughs> think the guy who's, you know, notorious for signing a bunch of illegal documents. Oh, I know. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, not, he, not, wouldn't he wouldn't be suspect. He's learned his lesson by now. I wouldn't even have thought now, to look at He's already got in trouble for that. I think we need to, because we've never really talked about this, and, you you know, as you've mentioned, you don't buy more than one stamp at a time because, you know, something could happen to you. So if we ever do get that letter, um, you know, when you disappear, or, you know, you just, you're in your apartment, and you die, your cat eats your face, and mm -hmm. whatever. Um, are you available once a week, Case? If the money's right. Okay, because I got, I mean. It's not. We're going to have to go to the GoFundMe page. We got uh, to really step up the. You know, because I got, Taylor no. can do the research. I mean, yeah. pretty much any monkey with a computer could do the research. You know, I yeah. guess I could always, right. I could always phone in. There's ways that I can be. As you do most things, just phone <laughs> yeah. it in. Yeah, the devil phones it in most of the time on her. Fuck you, yeah, do not. <laughs> Yeah, we could make arrangements. We could so make if something happens, so listeners worry not about Timmy's. You know, I, say I think if doom. you, I think if you get a letter from Tim saying that he's dead and it's got more than three stamps on it, <laughs> yeah. that's your first clue that it's not really from Tim. Yeah, well, the thing is, I'm the only one that can upload this stuff to Lipson, so <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I'll chuckle it. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. do it. Chuckle it. No, well, he doesn't know how. We'll get the guy Casey. can't even make his fucking hotel reservation. <laughs> we'll get Casey to hack into the is account. He gonna, is he going to no, be the producer? Got, all right. He's got Georgia. Georgia can do all the research. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I don't want to twist her. I don't want to. I don't want to make her twisted. Then Campbell. <laughs> She's already twisted. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get Campbell to do it. Okay. What's next? Uh, 1985. Robinson was uh, using the name John Osborne. Met Lisa Stasis. Is that per? That's close. S T A S I. Mm -hmm. And her four-month-old daughter Tiffany. Yeah, this is a, weird. At a battered women's shelter in Kansas City. Dude, I bet that's a good place to pick up chicks. You know where's no <laughs> damage. Damage. You know sure. where damage. you know another place to pick up women? Uh the S T D clinics. <laughs> I mean Because you know the clean. Oh yeah. You well, know the clean. You know well, I mean you, you gotta give them a week. They're working on you know, clean. like how about you meet them there, and it's like, how about we go out next month? Well, yeah, you, you want to make sure they yeah. got the, You want to make sure they have three or four days to take their penis. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you give them a month. week, and it's like, he promised her a job in Chicago, uh, at an apartment and daycare for her baby, and asked her to sign several sheets of blank stationery. Good lord! A few. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A few days later, Robertson contacted his brother, uh, his brother and sister-in-law, who had been unable to adopt a baby through traditional channels, and informed them that he knew a baby whose mother had committed suicide. Mm. Mm. For, 50, for a $5,500 fee to an imaginary lawyer, Don and Helen Robinson received Tiffany Stasis, whose identity was confirmed by DNA testing in 2000. And that takes balls. You kill a woman, you kill a woman, and then you sell her so kid. kid. That is ballsy. Yeah. Um, that doesn't seem like something that uh, an eagle entrepreneur. I, I think that's against the Eagle Scouts rules. I would think they would have stripped Code of him conduct. of this by now. Huh? I would have thought they would have stripped him of his yeah. Eagle Scoutness. Um, besides the DNA, Eagle, Eagle Scoutness. <laughs> yeah. The besides the DNA testing, um, they discovered a set of authentic appearing adoption papers with the forged signatures of two lawyers and a judge. <clears throat> so there he goes he, again. Motherfucker forged. So there he goes again yeah. forging shit. Uh, Lisa Stasis was never heard from again either. John Edward Robinson would later be charged with illegally setting up an adoption. In 1987, Catherine Clampett, 27, left her child with her parents in Wichita Falls, Texas. Yeah, Wichita Falls, Texas, and moved to Kansas City to find employment. <clears throat> she was hired by Robinson, who reportedly promised her extensive traveling and a new wardrobe. Yeah. Well, new Dude, wardrobe. I'll, yeah. Let's do a new wardrobe. Yeah. <clears throat> Forget yeah, the traveling. New, I don't even new, like traveling. Yeah, I like traveling. threads. <clears throat> but I like me some. Yeah, you, well, you know, the colonel is sharp. Dress. Well dressed, yeah. man. Yeah. Chuck needs new skinny jeans. Yeah. What happens next? Brandy? What happens next, Brandy? Well, Brandy, what happens next? I'm Okay. So, you know what? So you what know, happens? Okay. So, Catherine Clampett. Ooh. No no Beverly Hillbilly reference. Nothing. Uh, nah. Nah. Black nah. gold. Texas too easy. Tea. Yeah, excuse me. Catherine Clampett vi- vanished in June of that year. Her missing persons case remains open. Although I heard Jethro was hung. I'll tell you what. Uh, now you know what. There are times now. Ellie May got all the all the glory in that show, but there were times that Granny did not look that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You know she's giving some head in her day. <laughs> you know Granny did. Jesus and she Christ! Just pops those choppers out, man. It's like we doggy. Yeah, yeah. She had those big old pistol grippies. That's what Jed says when he comes. We doggy. <laughs> Gross. You know, ain't none of them. Now, it, it, that's what I always thought was suspicious, because ain't none of them. Uh, and and who was the boss? Who you know, I, I, uh, Mr. Drysdale. Mr. Yeah. Drysdale. And you got you got you know his uh, his secretary Jane. Jane. Yeah, yeah. You know who you know who J- uh, Jethro would be banging out he in the cement pool. Yeah, this is the cement pond. Yeah, you know, I never, I've never seen an episode of Beverly Hills. Oh, you know what? I never, okay. I, and never and I may have brought this up before, but it, it's always bothered me. Oh boy, Petti, Petticoat Junction. I don't know anything about Petticoat Junction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. the three girls are in the water tank. They're all named after boys too: Bobby Joe, Billy Joe. Yeah, uh, is this a TV show? It used yeah. to be. Oh, Petticoat Junction before you were born. Yeah. Had three hot girls in it. They lived in the country, but. And the thing they're showing, taking a bath in a water tower. 
Uh, yeah, I think That's, they were swimming. Yeah. Do you want to drink that water then? Right. I mean, you if got they're hot enough. Oh, they, yeah. they were hot back in the day. They were hot, sure. but fucking still... Sam Drucker was tapping one of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sam was. <laughs> if they're hot enough, you'll drink the bath water. Yeah. No show. Um, but I still we it just seems like dogs. <laughs> and this was back in the '70s, so you know there was no grooming going on down oh, there. Oh, that was a 70 bush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the 70 yeah, that's bush. nasty. So, yeah. you know, you, no good. you turn on your faucet and it's all clogged. We're going to make a plea to all out. the women uh, on the History to Read the podcast page nope. to please shave. Nope. We're not doing that. <laughs> you don't have to shave. We're not doing that. We're we not do, making we that. Do, we do not that's approve of the of personal se- preference. <laughs> no, we do not approve nope. of the 70 bush. Nope, we're not doing that. Oh, I like I like if you can weave beads in it and everything else. That's good with me. <laughs> that Rasta bush. Get the whole Stevie Wonder thing going with that. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I don't care. I know. I mean, You're not picky. I've been, as long as I've been married, it's I don't care if it's and you know as long what, as it's something different. I feel right, like Chuck? I feel I don't like even think he cares about that. We have been. Uh, well, what's your preference? Do you do you like a big bush? Do you like a? a I don't. Why like are we a, having a this strip? conversation? I like a well trimmed, um, well trimmed, but or? not you know I don't I don't like it to look like. You know, it was new a newborn. I don't like like you just ripped a diaper. Right, off but you don't thing. also don't like you know. You don't want buckwheat in the headlock. But you, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I think we've been doing women a disservice, and and I'm gonna apologize for that because we've been using this term decaying vagina, and I and I think it's a little sexist, se- harsh for you women. think. Yeah. Huh. So from now on. <laughs> I think the the more politically correct term, Timmy, oh. is depreciating vagina. Okay, you know Thank because you. it's not it, it's it's a more accurate representation because, because as you get older, that vagina loses its value, and you don't so, appreciate it as much. <laughs> you don't appreciate it, so it's depreciating vagina, not decaying vagina. What about depreciating dick? Because as you get older, it doesn't work as well. Once you drive it off the lot, it loses most of its value. They have medicine for that. Yeah, well. I'm just saying. Just shave, ladies. That's all I'm saying. In a gesture to you, devil. As a peace offering to you, to show that I respect your kind, um, your people, your tribe, I will no longer use the term decaying vagina. It will be depreciating vagina. Because I think that's a more well. That's quite the uh, the compromise that he's making on your behalf, Brandy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Continue with the Jesus story. Jesus Christ. From 1987 to 1993, Robinson finally was incarcerated. First in Kansas from 87 to 91 on multiple fraud convictions, and thereafter in Missouri for another fraud conviction and a parole violation. At Western Missouri Correctional Facility, he met and ingratiated himself with 49-year-old Beverly Bonner, the prison librarian, who, upon his release... Who, who, hasn't, who, I wonder who she, hasn't thought Are you sure her librarian. name is not Boner? Did she have those glasses no, and the Bonner. long yeah, hair we, and a Everybody's thought about yeah. the librarian. She just, like, shakes her hair mm-hmm. loose. Yeah, boy. You've got late fees. Come over here. <sighs> you going to work those late fees off? Gross. Mm-hmm. All right, so, when, so upon his release... Uh, left her husband and moved to Kansas to work for this dickweed. Well, <laughs> when, so, so you meet a guy in prison. Yeah, and, and think the, he's on the up and up. <laughs> uh, when Ro- So I don't, yeah. 
Well, he was a uh, Eagle Scout. So. He was an Eagle Scout. She probably saluted him. When Robinson was freed, Bonner divorced her husband and moved to Olathe, Kansas. So her husband must not have been much of a winner if she's leaving him for an inmate. Right. Uh, she told her family she had a job with Robinson's company, and the job included foreign travel. Beverly told her ex-husband she was going to be traveling abroad and gave him an address at a post office box where, that he could use to mail her her alimony checks. Hmm. After Robinson arranged for Bonner's alimony checks to be forwarded to a Kansas post office box, her family never heard from her again. See, I'm getting to get the feeling this guy is dishonest. Yeah, well. She disappeared no. almost immediately, and Robinson placed her belongings in a storage locker in a Kansas City suburb. Bonner's mother would send Beverly her alimony checks to a mailbox in Olathe at a business called The Mailroom. For several years, Bonner's mother continued forwarding her checks, and Robinson just continued cashing them. Yeah, so she, this guy is cashing in on his... By now... Selling kids. He's killing people getting their checks. By now, Robinson had discovered the Internet and roamed various social networking sites using the name Slave Master, looking for women who enjoyed playing the submissive partner role during sex. Did you ever run across them, Brandon? My fuck when I run across him. Let me tell you, I had a. Let me tell you, I. Yeah. I had a. Lanny gonna have you all. Fucking Lanny. Lanny gonna be wearing his Judas Priest leather suit. You know, you remember when? You you remember when uh, AOL was popular? I do. There was a woman I worked with. Dial up. And. She, oh, I hated that. I'm going to be busy. It's busy. Well, especially when you're trying to get online and you didn't want anybody to really know that oh, you yeah. trying to get online. No house, no neighborhood yeah. knows. But um, I knew this lady professionally, and she got on those uh, uh, BDSM chat rooms, and she was meeting all these guys all over the country. They were strangers tying her up and shit. And it's like, God, you know, I just wonder she wants killed. But do you have a name? Still? No, no. She she married one of them. Oh. Actually, she married a, a Timmy dom. hit it and quit it. <laughs> yeah, Timmy uh, hit it. No, no, it. no. She married a dom, but uh, that shit. You know, that, you, you go let a stranger tie you up. You're really fucking right. putting yourself out there. All right. So he's looking. Uh, let's see. The first victim he met online was Sheila Faith, 45, whose 15 year old daughter Debbie. Uh, whose 15-year-old daughter Debbie was confined to a wheelchair due to spina bifida. John portrayed himself as a wealthy man who would support Sheila and Debbie, pay for therapy for Debbie, and give Sheila a job. They packed up their belongings... Jesus Christ! They packed up their belongings and moved to the Kansas City area where they promptly disappeared. They vanished, but their mail, including their disability checks, was being forwarded to a mailbox at the mailroom. For years, the Social Security Administration continued to send checks to this suburban Missouri post office box that they had given out as their new address. Every month, John Robinson came by and picked up checks made out to Bonner and the Faiths. Uh, Robinson had collected enough money from Beverly Bonner's alimony checks and from Faith's Social Security checks to put to put ninety-five thousand dollars down on a house. Damn. Yeah, I mean, he was balling. He, he was balling on Big Pine Key, Florida. Robinson. Surprisingly, Robinson became known as a dirty old man in his own neighborhood, and he made sexual advances to many of his female neighbors. Did they salute him? Well, here we go. And this kind of says it all here. He crept around the trailer park slowly, mm. driving by their trailers on a golf cart when he knew that their husbands were away. <laughs> he put down $95,000 on, on a trailer? trailer. No. <laughs> no. 
Well, if his neighbors lived in trailers. Well, uh-huh. I, this might have been before he moved. Yeah. I don't. You never can tell. Tim's yeah, shit gets all fucked up. See, there's a bo- there's borderline shit, between being the creepy old man and then just the perverted old man that everybody likes and thinks is yeah. funny. Well, yeah. I think he crossed the line. He did cross the line. You know, and maybe the trailer came with a golf cart. That jacks the price Trailers up. Trailers do come with a golf cart. Yeah, that jacks the price up. Uh, meanwhile, he continued his online presence. Gradually, Robinson became known in the increasingly popular BDSM online chat rooms. He spent a lot of time in front of his five computers searching the BDSM on the internets. You don't really need five computers, but... Well, evidently you do. I'm just saying it. Guy don't know how to use split screen? Maybe he is using split screen on all of them. Well, maybe, because if he's on AOL, that shit takes forever to... Take remember, connect. Remember back when you would get, you could see like the picture download. Oh like yeah, real or, slow. Yeah, the oh, top, my God. and it start at the top and then work its way down to the bottom. <laughs> like Twenty minutes later, and then get stuck. It always got stuck right at her neck. Right at the neck. Yeah, yeah. Right, right at, at the cleavage. Right at the cleavage, and then you would be like, "Come on, come on, come on." Come on. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy live. Timmy still lives it. All right, let's see. In Renee 19... still got a Hotmail email address. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, if it works for her. In 1998, Robinson moved back to Kansas City, where he continued his online activities, meeting women from around the country. But back in 1997, Robinson became acquainted online with a freshman at Purdue University named Isabella Luica, a Polish immigrant living in north-central Indiana with her parents, both of whom were university professors. In December of 1987, Isabella told her parents that she was dropping out of school to move to Kansas City, where a rich entrepreneur had offered her an internship. This when, guy's got, he, he can sell his bullshit. I'll wow. Uh, when she moved to Kansas City, Robinson gave her an engagement ring and brought her to the county registrar where they had paid for a marriage license that was never picked up. Where they paid for a marriage license. Oh, uh, okay. Up. So he's he's like <laughs> stringing her along. Where's his first wife? I don't know. Does she still think they're married? Yeah, they stay. They remained married. Huh, that would have been the whole thing. But Jesus I, God. I would have thought that would have been in there somewhere. No, know. no, they remained married. You would think. Yeah. Continue, please. Uh, it's unclear. <laughs> History dweebs, where you get seventy-five percent of the story. <laughs> yeah. Continue, Brandy. <laughs> the other 25% still t- trapped between Tim's ears. I like to keep some surprises. <laughs> That's uh, how Timmy gets them. <laughs> it's unclear whether <laughs> Isabella believed that she and Robinson were married. Uh, she told her parents she'd married, but never told them her husband's name. She did sign a 115-item slave contract. Oh. Well, the relationship agreement. Yeah. 115 items. 115 oh, items. He yeah. went easy on her. When me and the missus signed, which I had like one. 306. No, you didn't. That you signed for her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that gave Robinson almost total control over every aspect of her life, including her bank accounts. Is that legally binding, you think? I don't know. Slave well, if it's notarized. Yeah, if you get it notarized. It's just as, it's just as binding as dibs. <laughs> Well, you can't notarize dibs. Yeah, yeah, I don't think dibs are is. You can't notarize dibs, but as soon as you notarize this, shotgun is legal in court. Oh well, yeah, is recognized, and I believe is recognized as a defense for murder. 
I called knowledge. shotgun. Yeah. yeah. He got in there. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker had to go. See? All right. So I don't know why he needed control over her bank accounts. The girl was, what, 18, 19? Oh, continue. She had nothing. Uh, during the summer. <laughs> you haven't read the script. Just continue. I am. <laughs> read the damn script. I went, Look. See, but wait a minute. You skip half a page. I and can't you know the guess. Listen here. You got one job here, devil. Jesus Just Christ. read the words on the page, all right? If I could get a goddamn monkey to do I know. <laughs> I just have a sense of wonderment. I'm allowed to use some discernment on the script. You're I just not. Had, I just had wonderment. I just didn't know. All right. Continue. I don't know. I'm Continue. a little hurt. Continue, please. Uh, we want to interview with Jeremy, God Oh, for shit. Continue, please. During the summer of 1999, she disappeared. Robinson told a web designer he employed that she had been caught smoking marijuana and was deported. <laughs> that, that'll fucking do it. Well, yeah. you know what? If we deported every immigrant, then yeah. we wouldn't have an she immigrant She wasn't problem. even an immigrant. Her right. parents were teachers at the That's university. That's true. I was going to say, how do you get <laughs> deported? anywhere. <laughs> She's from here. I fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> well, clearly. Uh, about that time, about the time she disappeared, Robinson convinced Jesus Christ. He's not the m- most honest guy in the world. So. Well, Robinson convinced a lonely, licensed practical nurse by day and submissive slave by Ooh. night, yeah. <laughs> named Suzette Troughton, to move from Michigan to Kansas so they could travel the world together. Robinson promised her sixty thousand dollars a year if she would take care of his diabetic, wheelchair-bound father. In addition to the $60,000 a year, Robinson promised that he, Suzette, and his, air quote, father would be traveling the world together. Troughton's mother received several typed letters purportedly mailed while the couple was abroad, although the envelopes were stamped with Kansas City postmarks. (laughs) So Inspector Clouseau, she is not. Uh, And the letters were, her mother said, Uncharacteristically <laughs> mistake-free, <laughs> but she bought. She, but she bought it. She couldn't spell her shit. But she bought it. Yeah. Uh, later, Robinson told Troughton's mother that she had run off with an acquaintance after stealing money from him. Around this time, Robinson buys 16 acres of old farmland in Las. Is it Lasingi, Texas, Kansas? Sorry, Lasing. I don't know. One of these fucking listeners will tell us how we Yeah, I don't know what that is. Lost something. Yeah, Yeah. Kansas. Uh, He stores an old trailer on the property, which police will later find two bodies. Uh, Like many other serial killers, Robinson became increasingly careless over time and did a progressively poorer job of covering his tracks. You would think they would get better. You would. They get uh, overconfident, I think, is what happens. They get by with it so much. By 1999, he had attracted the attention of authorities in both Kansas and Missouri as his name cropped up in more and more missing persons investigations. Well, <clears throat> that's not good. No, it's... You don't want to be on the police's radar. You do not. And now in early 2000, with police now monitoring his online activity, Robinson sent money to Vicky, a recently laid-off psychologist from Texas who is suffering from depression and lack of meaningful relationships. Well, who isn't? Gosh, that I mean, sounds my life. Yeah. <laughs> now, police had tapped his phone and were aware of his contacts with Vicky. Now, this is, this is a really fucked up part here. When she visited him over the Easter weekend, the police listened in the next room of a hotel 
while Robinson and Vicky engaged in very rough sex. Who hasn't done that when you're in a hotel room? But oh. Yeah, that's true. But here's the, here's the fucked up part. Robinson forced her into acts Vicky did not want to do. Took photos Wait, when she uh, was you know it, that's the dirty flower. Girl. Was it in the relationship oh, yeah, it agreement? Was the dirty flower. Um, that's a different girl. He forced her into act. Well, she did not want to do. He took photos when she was tied up, despite her explicit instructions not yeah, to do so that. He, so he's raping her at this point. And slapped her much harder than she expected. These acts constituted sexual battery, of course. Well, and I, and I would think rape, but mm-hmm. in addition. Robinson left her without any money and alone in a strange city for several days before returning. When he came back, he ordered Vicky to return to Texas to await further instructions, but he kept the $500 worth of S&M toys and props she brought with her. Yeah. So this woman's got an investment in this thing. But hold on. So this guy's shoving the Kong up the girl's backside. No, beating the hell out of her. Yeah, he's being rough. The police are listening in from the next room. Nothing to see here. <laughs> and what are they doing? I mean, what the well, fuck? Well, they're trying to build a case against him of being... Uh, but continue. It, it'll, it'll, it'll so he, he got $500 worth of dildos here. Sell those on the secondary market. Yeah, you can get... Yeah, yeah. use dildos, though, man. I don't know. Well, you got to boil them when you get them. But... Uh, now, Gianna, an unemployed accountant from Texas, came to Kansas City ready to begin work as his executive assistant for his hydroponics business. He put her up in a hotel where he had sodomized and robbed Vicky and left for several days. When he returned, he savagely beat her for not assuming a position naked in the corner when he entered the room. Sounds reasonable. Totally reasonable. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Don't, don't, doesn't the missus expect you to be naked in the colonel when you, uh, colonel when you go home? And if she expected you to be naked in the corner? Well, well yeah, but I mean, she. No, he know. does that for. Fu- she doesn't ask him to do that. <laughs> she, he just actually, does it. Actually, that's she one prefers of those that he doesn't. That is, that, he jumps is, out naked like Kato and yeah. <laughs> in the pink yeah. Panther. That is actually frowned upon in my house. Kato. But, uh, <laughs> So he savagely beats the girl and mm-hmm. has sex with her. And, and um, Now, she was not interested in extreme physical pain or photography, but he took his liberties with her and photographed the bruises on her body. Now, this pretty much follows the same pattern as before. He gave her $100 and sent her home, ordering to put her possessions in storage and return back. She followed his orders, but when she returned to Kansas, Robinson continued to play too rough and abandoned her in the motel. In fear, she contacted the police, and he was arrested. In June 2000, at his farm <clears throat> near La Cigan, Kansas, after Gianna's, Gianna, I'm sorry, and Vicky both filed sexual battery complaints against him. Yeah, what happened that first, the first incident where they were next door? They tried to get her to file uh, charges against him, but she wouldn't. And so when this other lady filed charges against him, then she came forward. Oh, okay. So you was just holding that tip yes. out for me. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's the 25%. Yeah. A task force searching the premises found decaying bodies of... So he's arrested, and they filed... So apparently they must get a cer- the search warrant here. Because the task force searching the premises found the decaying bodies of two women, later identified as Isabella 
and Suzette and two 85-pound chemical drums. I didn't know they had 85-pound chemical drums. They do for him. Across the state line in Missouri, other members of the task force searched a storage facility where Robinson rented two garages, found three similar chemical drums containing corpses subsequently identified as Beverly Bonner, Sheila, and Debbie Faith. All five women were killed in the same way by one or two blows to the head. Investigators identified a witness who was willing to testify that John Edward Robinson had been a member of a BDSM cult involving bondage, rape, and torture. Did you uh, ever run into him at the meetings, Brandy? (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're coming at me? I'm just saying. You. You and your little glass bubble. I'm just saying. Maybe. You are coming at me. I'm just saying. You, you've you. been known to, you know, to. Have I? Yeah, you've been have known, I been? Wait a minute. You've been known to use cat o nine tails a time or two. Have Have I been known to troll the internet for tail? <laughs> you've been I'm known to have no. naked, naked men in the corner in your house. <laughs> No. So what? And your yeah. all doesn't count. Yeah. No, it really doesn't count. And I keep telling him to get dressed. And if he doesn't yeah. keep his junk put away, yeah. we're going to have a bigger problem. Because that shit's get, making me real uncomfortable. All right. But you and your little glass slippers, glass carriage, glass <laughs> sit over Just there. asking. I'm all. not the one who trolls for tail on the internet. I'm think- not the one that has vagina <laughs> pop up on my phone when, it you know. It was the wrong when, number. It was not it was a wrong number. wrong number. Because she sent a text I think she, right after I that. think she's insinuating something here, Tim. No. You, I think she's besmirching my good name. There seems to be a pattern. I, I, you, you just happen to hold, use, hold my phone when, when uh, you know, someone, uh, some harlot who obviously had the wrong number. No. Uh, sent, no, it was a, not the wrong number because it said, how do you like this, Tim? Well, it was another Tim. <laughs> it was traumatizing. I'm not the only Tim. Tim, that sounds reasonable. Thank you. It's traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen how fast she gave that phone back to me, yeah. man. She almost dropped it, it on like the ground. She was, it was like she was touching it. It was vagina. like the phone was on fire. Brandy, was, like, Brandy was it a hairy vagina? Yeah. It was She's like, oh, take this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't need that. In my, first of all, because was it a hairy vagina? First of all, I don't no, know. Trimmed. No, it's no. Nothing. This was an undifferentiated. Oh, wait a minute. Vagina. Oh, Tim sure. remembers. You know his his weird vagina call that he had no part of. He remembers it. Well, why would you delete strange vagina from your phone? Never forget a vagina. Yeah. (laughs) Never forget a vagina. Jesus Christ. Well, it's. uh, I almost caught the clap from all (laughs) of (laughs) you. She went in there, wash her hands. I had to go in and take a silkwood shower. That probably is a good idea (laughs) after touching his phone. Right. (laughs) It did sanitize that. So funny. I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, don't you? Can't you just turn notifications off? She, she, I was showing her something on a I YouTube cannot, video. I, I can't help it if some random person sends me a vagina picture. Well, you can. Because I can tell you what. I don't solicit wait a minute, it. For, well, wait a minute. I have never gotten a vagina picture on my phone. I'll forward you one. I know. <laughs> okay. We need to make that happen. I, I can tell you, this phone has not has not seen 
vagina. Well, I'm sorry. It's it's not seen vagina. I, it doesn't surprise me. But here, but so there's not just random people Dear throwing twat shots into the ether. If you'd like to send a vagina text, please send yeah. it to 513. Yeah. The colonel has never received an unsolicited or solicited <laughs> shot or vagina shot. But yeah, you don't have. Brandy's getting one now. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. All right, back on track. Colonel, uh, tell us about this uh, guy. Forget well, his name. So Robinson. That guy. John Edward so, Robinson. So they get. So they found the bodies. They start to do an investigation. They get a bunch of witnesses together. And according to the witness, his job in this cult was to recruit women. These women were then raped and tortured. Now the witness, who remains unnamed to this day, Saul Robinson participate in three Kansas City area rituals where no one was killed, but the women were tortured extensively, sometimes even carving the face and abdomen of the victims mm. and the cutting off of body parts. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's a serious nothing says true love like giving up a pinky. Uh, I guess. You know. It's when it, you know, you take things too far. They, obvi- they, they obviously think? didn't know the safe word. No, yeah. that's what I mean. Well, as, as Amber Group would say, it's hard to say the safe word when you got duct tape on it. <laughs> <laughs> so. hey, see, I, I, I can see her and Jen Wick kind of... Uh, <laughs> Leading one. Yeah, yeah I can see her <laughs> <laughs> facilitating. Yeah, just, just a meeting. <laughs> we, were just, we were just visiting. <laughs> so... So anyway, in 2002, he was... They have, like, old name tags on, like, (laughs) hello, my name is Jen. Hello, my name is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, my name is Jen, bitch. (laughs) Slut. So in two... It doesn't say, hello, my name is, it says, say my name. Say my name, bitch. (laughs) Jen. What whore. Yeah. So in 2002, Robinson was sentenced to death in the Kansas City murders of Troughton and Lewicka. Mm, well deserved. And life in prison for killing Stasi because she had been murdered before Kansas reinstated the death penalty. So he got grandfathered in on that one. Now he, he could become yeah, the first convict legally executed by lethal injection in the state of Kansas. Now he simultaneously faced a complex legal dilemma in Missouri. Isn't living in Kansas punishment enough? Which I think, you know, once you got the death penalty... I don't know that you're worried about complex legal sure you are, in Missouri. because some states will... Well, where the prosecutors were actively pursuing another murder charge based on evidence discovered there. Now, his attorney opposed his extradition because... Oh, okay, because Missouri is far more aggressive in capital mm-hmm. punishment than Kansas. See, I would have thought it would be the other way around, because those Kansas people... You are Children wrong. Children the corn and whatnot, they'll fucking hang your ass in a minute. No, they will. I, still, they, I think they still hang not people legally. in Kansas. Yeah. Now, Kansas, which has yet to execute anyone since reinstated. Come on, you slackers. They haven't killed anybody since reinstating. I wonder penalty. if he still has his uh, Eagle Scout slash. Sash. Sash. I wonder if he wants the inmates to salute him to as salute he walks him. up and down the hall. You know what? You want to get put somebody to death, stick them in a trailer in Tornado Alley. Yeah. And then you're done. Yeah. All right. Now, Chris Costa, he's this Missouri prosecutor. He he decides, okay, we might throw a plea bargain in here. If you lead us to the bodies of Stasi, Godfrey, and Clampett. Since doing so would have constituted a tacit admission of guilt, which could have been used against him in Kansas, Robinson refused. Costa, on the other hand, faced pressure to make a deal because the case was not technically airtight. 
Among other issues, there was none, no unequivocal evidence that any of the murders had actually been committed within his jurisdiction. So when it became clear that the women's remains would never be found without his cooperation, a compromise of sorts was reached. In a carefully scripted plea in October 2003, Robinson acknowledged that, that acknowledged only that Costa had enough evidence to convict him of capital murder for the deaths of Godfrey, Clampett, Bonner, and the face. Though his statement was technically a guilty plea and was accepted as such by the Missouri court, it was notably devoid of any contrition or specific acceptance of responsibility. In 2006, the body of a young woman was found in a barrel in an area of rural Iowa where Robinson reportedly had a business partner. The identity of the victim, whose remains forensics experts say could have been in the barrel for 20 years or more, mm. and Robinson's possible involvement remain open questions. Kansas and Missouri police note that long stretches of Robinson's time remain unaccounted for, and they fear that there are additional undiscovered victims. So if you're ever out west, don't go be looking in a bunch of barrels that you find. Yeah, because this guy's got them everywhere. Don't buy any storage lockers. Who knows what you'll find. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, how'd you like to be on that show to storage, storage wars, wars and then get a bunch of yeah? I bet that I bet that that's happened before. Oh, it had to have happened. Now Robinson maintains the secrets about what he's done with the women. He won't ever tell. It's the last control he's got. Police believe that there are probably other barrels waiting to be opened, other bodies waiting to be found. He currently remains on death row in Kansas, where the slackers are not putting anybody to death. And he's not being saluted. He's not being saluted. Well, you know what they need out there? Colonel Justice. Colonel Justice. Because you know what the first thing I do to him? What? Stick him in a barrel. I just stick him in a barrel for like three, four days. We just salute him. We're not saluting. Then I come back. I get one of those. You ever watch Shameless? No. Things Shameless? I get one of those big old monster dildos that got a broomstick on the end of it. Take some pictures of him, tie him up in the corner. Sawzall. You might like that. Put it it on the end of a sawzall. Did you see on the news that happened? You know, that's a thing. (laughs) People will. Yeah. It is a thing. But a guy put one of those gel ones on there. Uh huh. And the son of a bitch, the sawzall cut through it and just sliced the woman apart. Yep, I read about that. Okay. I don't like that. Um, Casey, your final thoughts on the slave master. John Edward Robinson. I think this guy gave SBDM a bad name. And BDSM. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. What is it? Silent but BDM. deadly. B- BDSM. Yeah, yeah whatever. You how quickly Timmy was <laughs> yeah, to Timmy correct Timmy corrected Whatever yeah. the initial or the acronym is. I think he gives it a bad name. Yeah, I am with you. Uh, but he was, a, he was an Eagle Scout, so let's give him props. Brandy. <laughs> Just don't salute him. <laughs> Your final thoughts on the slave master... John Edward Robinson. Uh, you know, he was an asshole. <laughs> that is my thought. I don't understand why it took so long to get him brought to justice. All right. Colonel, your final thoughts on the slave master? You know, I, there's a surprising amount of Just had to keep going. This. He couldn't just, like, just say, bad guy. He's he? a ter- Of course, it, no, yeah. No, he's a fucking Eagle Scout. I think he's a wonderful man. Of course I think he's a bad guy. <laughs> All right, just say that. Why, why are you asking me if you know what I'm going to say? 
But you know what surprises me is the number of women who are active, willing participants in yeah, that. Yeah, to go oh, move away with a stranger. Just I think it's like 8 out of 10 or something. Yeah, 8 out of 10. Yeah. 8 out of 10 who Dennis are. Dennis recommend yeah. that. Are, are, are submissive. That's what I hear. Yep. Submissive. Yep, 8 out of 10. A question, Devil. Do you think you. that that's high or low, Bren? Um, I, I'm watching a video of wiener dogs. So. Okay. Do you when think that eight? Do you think eight out of ten women being are submissive? Uh, submissive. Do you think that's a little low? I think it's high. Yeah. You, you think it's what? You think sixty forty? I, I don't know. I'd like to ask our listeners that. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. that'd be a good. Kind Might of be a bad. No, that's, that could be a bad. Sample that's going to be skewed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is going to be skewed. That's true. <laughs> is choking considered? Be, but. Uh, Devil, when you was uh, with your economics professor. Uh-huh. Shut uh, up. No, just the guy who gave you a C plus. Older and, did not. Um, do you think you would have got a B if you would let him spank you? Oh, my God. And take pictures I'm and I'm going back up? to the wiener dog pictures. Hey, Timmy, when you tie women up at your house like with the, <laughs> with the duct tape, in uh-huh. the basement. Do, you, do you, like, fold the edge off? I'm too lazy That way that. you can quickly get to it next I time. just tell them pretend that they're tied up because I'm too lazy to do it. <laughs> Do you know what? And they keep escaping. <laughs> they know it's damn distinct. So much better than duct tape are those zip ties. Oh, yeah. Big, long zip ties. Have you seen the video the where you can cut those them? with your stri- your shoestrings? If you're ever, people should look that video yeah. up. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you can cut them with you. They're hard to, you can't break them, but you if can. Somebody look, ever I hate to interrupt this that. intelligent conversation, but Colonel, do you have some shout outs? Wow. Oh, you want me to do shout outs now, do you? Tim's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's time for you to go home. It's like one o'clock, Timmy. Yes, so. you got here at least an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> After know, you've been here an hour, I know it's time for me to leave because you don't roll in till noon. You know, Timmy, and, and I think that uh, Casey's got a little bit of taste of this, and the devil could probably back me up, but it seems like the more episodes we do, the more dickish you become. <laughs> the more tyrannical. Well, now he thinks he's the shit because he did that interview. Yeah, he's like, oh. Now he's all You well, know what? Timmy rules with an iron fist. Yeah, someone's got to keep this thing going on track. You fools. Continue, Brandy. Fools. Continue, Brandy. <laughs> Continue, Colonel, with your shout out. Okay, let's Fuck. stop. We're, okay, Come now on, we know damn it, Colonel. we've split these up into two. So yeah, you keep saying that every time. We no, got it. One column. Because if people get missed, I want them to know that we'll get them on the next episode. Well, just do a column, and then Timmy will add more because he always is afraid you'll miss somebody. Yeah. Okay, lovely Annette Petray and Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges, Christina Montana, um, who who made my night last night. She likes my posts. Maria Barber, Jennifer Potts, Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, Melissa Lubrano, Brittany Powell, the three Heathers, Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Heather Marshall. And Heather Poole said we're the punk rock rock of podcasting. So thank you, Heather. Mark Hammermeister. Yes, of the Conspirators podcast. Jeff Hopkins, John Janke, Lise, Kevin Beham, Mike Tavey, um, Kimberly, Kimberly Cambrin. Uh, is she, she's an attorney, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. I believe she's we an attorney. We need to ask her about the dibs rule and the shotgun rules. Yeah, we need to get some, rule, rules, some she could, rulings If she could clarify that, that. Yeah, and Nicola, I haven't heard. Have you seen Nicola on the Nicola page? Reed, uh, no, but hopefully she's still listening. Stop in and say hello. Let us know you're listening, Nicola, because I might need some international legal advice, too. 
Matty Kennett, Pavlava, Amelia, Orozco, Michael Daniel, Jen Moya, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, Stacy Lynn, Jeffrey Dolan, Marion Buckwald, Kelsey, Kelsey Fro, Jennifer Miller, Susanna Sheldon, Genesis Lopez, Ramone Howard, Skip Fayou, another very pretty, lovely, but disturbed, disturbed young woman, Callie Jones. Callie is very lovely, yes. Um, and disturbed. Brandy Deese, Andy Smizer, Dan Hamer, Norma DiMaggio, she's another disturbed one there too. Karen Alden, Angel, Amber Trevino, Carla, the Shoe Lady Nelson, Jessica Winchester, Anita Darden, Nancy Weller, Kirsten Andreasen, Valerie Murray, Tammy Ennis, Tara Cola, Leah McAllister, um, let's see here, Steph Poling, Mary Ray, Lauren Meredith, Mary Ray's in the other column, Timmy. I'm sorry, but Mary Ray is uh, always on other groups uh, recommending our podcast. So thank you, Mary. We appreciate it. Kelly Colwell, Jennifer Saboda, Nina from... Nina Einstead from yeah, Already Gone. Already Gone. Lauren Meredith. I keep wanting to listen to her podcast. And oh, my, it's awesome. My problem is is that I just cannot... I can... Uh, I'm Hold a thought? Yeah. I can't hold a thought. I can't. Uh, yeah. We'll do I that just, right after you book the room and get our YouTube channel up. Yeah. Ronnie Rhodes, Sophia Panther, Aaron Shipley, Jay Alford, Holly, Holly Woodard, Ali Nett, Susie Randall, Deb Chappelle, Danielle. Danielle Jones from Between Us Girls podcast. Thank you, Danielle, for the, submitting the questions from the interview that I conducted. She asked me about relationship, Dick Colonel. Okay. Did relationship. You, did you resolve Dick? that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Perfect. so. Perfect. Brittany Martin, what about relationship? What about non-relationship vagina pictures? Yeah, we didn't did you go into, into that? that. No, we didn't discuss okay. that. She's a fine young lady. Margot Donahue, Jamie Metcalf, Meg Van Sill, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Ramona Howard, Neton Sill, Kim Bennett. How you doing, Kim? And the lovely Rachel Hummel. Laura Marer, she's another lovely one, Timmy. Molly Fontenot, Sean DeBoer, Melissa Montoya, Stacy Gutierrez, Tim Hale, Donnie Young, Melanie Young, James Rian, Alan Dobbs, and Ozzy Carol Nash, Elizabeth Brault, Mark Farman, Paula Kimes, Chris Swanson, Andrea O'Dell, Christina I like Bachelor, Andrea. I do too, Richard Roy, George, George Huckler, Matt Brookins, Joe Lamont, Leah Pangburn, Natalie Parsons, Todd Long, Lauren Feller, Ron Radsky, Terry Pritchett, Holly Schreiber, Madge Lane Payne, Lindy Lada, Lydia, of course. Teresa Slavens. Other column. Right. Kristen Whiting, Elise Kearns, doing? Kim Stroop. Shirley Strap. Just. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Missy I Gordon set Dane. up a goddamn system here to try to get well, it you're right. You're only doing one column. I don't know why you're in another column. No, I do half. See, I do half. All right. You're going to start doing ones. And, uh, oh, you just play your goddamn Candy Crush on the phone. This candy ain't impl crush. imposing on Vicky Ann Wallace. Do you want me to control that one over there? She's on the 
the, she's on the BDSM. Yeah, watching, is, uh, watching yeah, Wiener dog the, video. She's got the gimp she's over watching, there. She's watching Wiener. <laughs> yeah, she's watching. Yeah. T.J. Young, Peter Fulmer, Chris Lane, Mike Hound, Sabone, uh, Brooke Smith, Tony Marsala, Sarah Morgan. How you doing, Sarah? M.J. Howard, Jill Phoenix, Stacy Flynn, Marissa Rhodes, Megan Harper, Kath, Catherine Richardson, Alicia Wren, Diane Huff, Julia Jordan, Teresa Klingensmith, Fiona Crisp, <clears throat> Tommy Lane, Teresa Arthur. And my good Tina, friend, Karen Barnes, who is Tina always Reeves, supporting I love us. Karen Barnes. Karen Barnes is cool. And Karen Barnes openly admitted that she liked all my posts on all right. last night. She didn't I, mean it. No, she meant it. She meant it. She meant it with all her heart. And Casey, we got some new listeners. We got about five or six new ones here. Why don't you give them shout outs? I'd love to, Mr. Charles. Anon Amis and Allison Shields, thank you for listening. Motherfucker. Brock Brock DeShinis, is that correct? Brock, yeah, he's a friend of Jeremy's in Wyoming. Rachel Kratt, uh, Maria Ortiz, Julia Young Jordan, Sarah V. Morgan, and Shirley Strap. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. And Colonel, you want to do your final two? My final two are the lovely Lady Beverly, who we hope is, is doing well. Um, with with her wonderful dog, um, Sully, mm-hmm. and she's got to catch us up on the news. I don't know when she finds out about her daughter um, getting into Cambridge, and of course the woman that we try to. Hopefully, this was enough bloodshed, gore, and gruesomeness for you. Um, but Tim's lovely mother. Dottie Scott. Yes, thanks for listening, Mob. Casey, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in. Get back in again sometime. All right. Now that the election's over. Yeah, well, we look forward to that. Brandy, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, find us on History Dweebs, the podcast. Join the group. Uh, All the folks that we give shout-outs to, they're a part of that group. We interact with everyone, and it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, and Fallon, I told her she gets one because she's the mascot. Okay, okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.